Welcome to the Iron Society podcast, where we build men of God to become husbands and fathers that change the world. No man should have to struggle through life alone or lacking the tools they need to win and dominate life. Every week, we will bring you an inspiring and actionable conversation that will forge you into the man and leader God has called you to be. Welcome to the Iron Society. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Iron Society podcast. Today, I am actually not joined by my normal co-host, Mr. Nick Milligan. Nope, I'm sitting down in my office all by myself right now, and I just kind of got a wild hair up my nose and was thinking about something that I thought would make a really, really valuable podcast episode. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just press record and send it. And so I'm down here. I took just a couple bullet point notes on my phone and I have my coffee right next to me. And so we're just going to kick this off. And I don't even know really what to call this episode, but I know there are one, two, three, four. There are eight different principles that I'm about to talk about right now. And here is what these principles are at a at kind of a 30,000 foot view. We relaunched the Iron Society early March of this year, and before that relaunch of the Iron Society, I've had five or six different versions of the Iron Society over the past, you know, five, six years. Some of them were more fitness focused. Some of them were, some of them were more marriage focused. Some of them were more uh, spiritual growth focused. And so once we kind of understood the framework that we really wanted to work within and relaunch the Iron Society, we have seen some absolutely incredible things happen. But at the same time, one of the things that I have seen is a recurrence of certain themes in conversations with men. And this is both men that I've gotten on the phone with because they said they wanted to join the Iron Society and then they didn't join. And then some members that joined early on and then left some members that joined early on left and recently came back and some members that signed up and just started having various struggles. Now here's the cool thing about my particular seat on this bus is I get to, I get to see so many men's lives and their stories, and I get to watch them kind of live. And because of that unique seat, I get to also notice patterns. And this is one thing that in my life that I have really tried to pay a lot of attention to is patterns, right? With patterns with people's marriages, patterns with people's parenting, patterns with people's spiritual life, patterns with people's goal setting and achieving those goals or not achieving them. All of these things have patterns to them. And, you know, like, like Tony Robbins famously said, success leaves clues. Not only do I believe that success leaves clues, I believe that failure also leaves clues. And so if we pay attention to what most commonly causes people to fail as well, we can not only avoid the pitfalls of failure, but we can embrace the upside of success. And that's what today is. It's eight common pitfalls that I see men embrace in their life that lead them 
to failure. And these are men, again, that have either wanted to join the Iron Society and didn't, joined early on, left, and then came back, or joined early on and left, or men that are currently in the Iron Society and just battling through things still. So this is not going to be the longest episode of all. I think we're like four minutes right now. So buckle up because I'm going to bring these eight different principles that I have seen that have contributed to men's failing in life, in their goal setting, in their transformation, in becoming and achieving what they want as a man of God. These are in no particular order. I literally wrote these down in the order they came to my head. Okay, so let's start with number one. Men that fail fight for their excuses. They fight for their excuses. Listen, everybody's got excuses, right? I mean, you've probably heard, you've probably heard it said that everybody has excuses. They're like buttholes and, every, and they all stink. Excuses, excuses are bad enough, but what I've seen as a common repeated theme in men's lives when they are not achieving or becoming or transforming into what God has called them to be is that they fight for their excuses, right? It's the, I'm really busy at work or work's really hard right now, or we just had a baby and so it's really hard to be in a schedule or, you know, this is going on and blah, 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 blah. Like everybody's got excuses. And most of the time they're actually really good. Like, no, I don't get, I don't hear very many excuses where I, I hear it and I'm like, okay, that's stupid, dude. Like really, come on. Like they're good excuses. However, excuses, you can use them or you can reject them. And then once you start to use them over and over again, eventually what happens is you start to fight for your excuse. It becomes like a little excuse blankie that you become so comfortable with and it you almost befriend it in a way because it's the thing, it's the excuse that constantly gets you out of having to grow and become the man of God that you're supposed to be or become the husband you're supposed to be or become the dad you're supposed to be or to get those hundred pounds off, right? Like there was a guy just the other day, signed up for a trial, super pumped. He's like, dude, I have been looking for exactly what the Iron Society is for years. I am so pumped that I finally found this. And starts his identity code, starts doing, you know, the check-ins and checkouts that we do. I mean, just the first 24, 48 hours, dude, he was all in and pumped. Then the weekend came. Then I didn't hear from him. And I text him. And I'm like, dude, what's up? Where you at? And just this laundry list of stuff, dude. Like, oh, so busy with the business. And like, I mean, I got six, I got seven kids. He's got seven kids, one more than me. And I'm just super busy with the kids. And we got karate and jujitsu and dance and blah, 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 all these things, da, 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 nonstop, right? And he's fighting for his excuses. He's allowed all of these things to become the thing, to become the thing that is going to stop him from his growth and his transformation. Because even in his onboarding call, the dude, like, I mean, he itself admitted, right? He needs to lose like a hundred pounds. His marriage isn't where it wa he wants it to be. He's not the kind of dad he wants to be. He's just not spiritually doesn't have his fire anymore. And so he was super pumped to find the Iron Society. And then all of a sudden, after a couple of days, he just went back to his excuse blankie, right? Of saying, hey, this is these are the things that are going to stop me from doing this. And so that's the that's one of the things that I have seen over and over and over again. This is with 
people that aren't members and people that are members fighting for your excuses. I'm telling you, if you're going to fight for your excuses, you get to keep them and they will be the thing that always stops you. So that's first fighting for excuses. That's, that's one of the main themes that I've seen in men that do not end up transforming their life and become the man of God that they're called to be. The second one, number two, Hey, one last thing before we finish this episode. How would your life change if you had a band of brothers around you at all times that can encourage you, that could challenge you, that would pray for you, and they would call you to being all that God has created you to be? My guess is your life would be different in every single way. You as a man would be better. Your marriage would be better. Your relationship with your kids would be better. And you would finally start to win and thrive as the man of God that you are. So if that sounds like something you would want to do, I want to offer you a free two-week trial inside the Iron Society Brotherhood. Go ahead and head on over to ironsociety.co slash free trial and you can get in the brotherhood for two weeks to see how it can absolutely change your life. I call it toe dipping syndrome. Um, you know, one of the things that we say in onboarding with the iron society is we're not here to support your current lifestyle. We're here to kill it because your current lifestyle is what got you to exactly where you're at today. And we also say that we are not here and we're not giving you our frameworks and our blueprints and our habits and our rhythms and our routines and all these things that we have developed and crafted over years We're not giving these to you so that you can take a couple small pieces and add them as accessories to your already failing lifestyle. Because what that does is when you go in with either one of those mindsets, you develop what I call toe dip syndrome. Instead of jumping in the deep end and forsaking what you knew, right, on safe, dry land and jumping in the deep end and figuring out how to swim with these new habits, these these new routines and frameworks and what we teach, You dip your toe, and what happens is when you dip your toe, you get a toe dip type of change. You get a toe dip level of change, and normally that amount of change is very uninspiring, and it's not because what you're dipping your toe in isn't powerful. It's just because you've dipped your toe, and so you're seeing an equivalent type of transformation from how much you've dove in. So... That's the second thing that I would challenge you with. And I would ask yourself as you're ending 2023 and getting ready to head into 2024, if you have not seen the transformation of the growth that you want to see in your life and spiritually, emotionally, in your marriage, as a dad, all these places, ask yourself if you have toe dip syndrome. Like when you are about to change, do you just dip your toe in the change or do you jump in the deep end? Because I'll tell you, the dudes that come in the Iron Society and are like, screw it. I'm not dipping my toe. I'm just jumping in the deep end. And luckily I have other dudes that are already swimming in the deep end. And if I start to drown, they're going to help me. That's why we have the brotherhood. And they just see that as safety and they go in and they just jump in. I'm telling you, man, their life, their marriage, everything about their life transforms in a matter of days and weeks. So ask yourself, are you a toe dipper, right? Do you have toe dip syndrome? Third one, 
men that fail to see their transformation and the growth that they want to see in their life as a man of God, they play not to lose instead of playing to win. Now, this one is super, super common, right? Like there is a big difference between playing not to lose and playing to win. One is a scarcity place to come from. And the other one is I'm going to go all in and I'm going to try to win. I'm just not going to try not to lose. I'm going to actually try to win. One perspective, the, the, the perspective of trying not to lose or playing not to lose, that is a, I'm going to, I'm going to basically protect everything I have right now. My excuses, my shortcomings, everything. I'm just going to try to protect it and try not to go any farther backwards. I'm not going to draw my sword and fight to win and fight to advance. I'm just going to try and make sure that I don't lose any more ground. The other perspective to come from playing to win. That's when you say, I'm pulling out all the stops. I'm pulling out all the plays that I know could possibly work. And I'm going to deploy and execute all of them because I'm not just trying not to lose. I'm playing to win here. And guys that do not see or apprehend the transformation in their life that I've watched, most of them are playing not to lose. They're not playing to win. So ask yourself the question, have you been playing not to lose this year? Have you been playing not to lose for years instead of playing to win? Because if you are, I'm telling you, you will not win. You'll just not lose. And that is a really terrible way to live because most of the time, not losing feels like losing instead of winning. So if you're in this spot of you've just been playing not to lose for years, I'm telling you, man, God has something so much better for you. It's time to jump in and it's time to, it's time to play to win and get after it instead of just sitting back and hoping things don't get worse. It's not a good place to be. Number four, and you've heard us talk about this a lot on the podcast, but uh, not taking ownership. This is, this is the foundation of transformation in general. You have to own your crap, dude. Like, bro, listen, you have to own all of your shortcomings. You have to own exactly where you're at because when you own where you are at, you take your power back. And here's what I mean by that. I say that a lot to people and sometimes people get really confused. Like, what do you mean take my power back? Here's what I mean. When you don't take ownership and you allow excuses or circumstance to kind of be the things that have dictated the outcomes in your life and you don't take ownership for that stuff, what you're doing is you're saying the circumstances and the situations and the excuses, those things hold all the power for the outcomes in my life. And so whatever circumstances, situations happen, those are going to dictate the outcomes in my life. That is relegating and giving your power away. However, when you take ownership, you take the power back and say, actually, no, the circumstances and situations, while they are real, they are not the ultimate dictators of the outcomes I am. And so what you do when you take your power back, you get to use that power to enforce your will on future outcomes. That's taking your power back, but it only happens when you're willing to take ownership. So ask yourself the question, have you been taking ownership over every area of your life? Or have you been complaining and whining about your marriage because your wife does this or your wife says this or your wife reacts this way? Are you not a present and engaged dad because your kids are just crazy? They're so full of energy and you don't have the energy and blah, 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 blah. 
You're not taking ownership over those things, right? I'm not where I want to be spiritually. I don't have my spiritual fire that I once had. And it's because I'm so busy at work. Marriage is, oh man, I'm so stressed about marriage and money and all of these things. Okay, listen, I get it, dude. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, okay? You got to take ownership because if you allow those, those circumstances and those situations to hold the power, what you're doing is, is you are saying you don't have the power to create change. And that is not real. It's only real because you have not taken ownership. So ask yourself the question, are you taking ownership or are you not? Okay. That's number four. Number five, guys that constantly do not see the transformation in their life as a man of God, they make the goal the goal and not the process. One of my favorite quotes that I heard a couple years ago was this, the man that loves walking will walk farther than the man that loves the destination. The man that loves walking will walk farther than the man that loves the destination. And what this, this, these are both the same thing. The man that makes the goal the goal instead of the process, most of the time they don't meet the goal because anything that comes up or the, even the process to get there, they haven't fallen in love with the process. And because they haven't fallen, fallen in love with the process, the goal is constantly evading them because in order to achieve a goal, you have to become a different person. You have to become a person that is worthy of having that goal. And the way you become that person is through the process. And if you do not love the process, if you do not embrace the pain that is within the process, you will never get to the payoff. And that's why we've seen so many men never get their transformation, their change, or get to that payoff because the payoff is their ultimate thing that they're going after, not the process. So I would tell you, if this is you, Fall in love with the process. Embrace the pain of the process. Because if you fall in love with the process and you embrace the pain of the process, the payoff, it comes naturally. And at that point, time is your asset and not your adversary. It is only a matter of time until you get there because you've embraced the process. And this comes down, I mean, we see this a lot with dieting and nutrition, with fitness, all these things. People just don't fall in love with the process, so they never get to the payoff. So ask yourself, is the goal the goal for you? Or do you need to fall in love with the process more? Because if you fall in love with the process, the payoff will, will just naturally come. Guarantee you. Next one. You want different results, but you want to maintain the same lifestyle. Men, I'm telling you, men that do not see the transformation in their life and do not see that level up and that transformation, they want change. They say they want change. They say they want transformation, but they want the transformation with the same lifestyle they've been living. And again, going back to the, what, what I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, it's why we say what we say in onboarding with these guys. We're not here to support your current lifestyle. We're to kill it. Because your current lifestyle has been producing certain results, right? Like you've been wanting apples, but you have been planting cherry seeds, essentially. You, you want a certain type of fruit, but you're not planting the type of seeds that produce the fruit. You want certain results from a lifestyle that does not produce those 
results. So first of all, my first encouragement to you, dude, honestly, if you're listening to this and you've been wanting different results, but you want to maintain as much of your current lifestyle as possible. Um, I love you, but seriously, just stop saying you want something different because if you're not willing to change your lifestyle, the results are never going to change. If you keep doing what you've been doing, you will keep getting what you've been getting. End of story, full stop. Just put a period at the end of that sentence. And that might be either encouraging for some of you because now you now see a different way out or two, you're just being super honest with yourself at this point. You might get a little discouraged because you're not willing to change your lifestyle. And if you're not willing to change your lifestyle, just be okay with where you're at because nothing's going to change nothing. So if you want a different result, you have to put different inputs to get different outputs. It's, it's very, very simple. You want different fruit in your marriage, start putting different inputs into your marriage. You want different outputs in your health and fitness. You got to start putting different inputs in, right? You're not going to lose those 60, 70 pounds while still pounding the double quarter pounders with cheese as frequently as you have been. Okay. You want different outputs spiritually. You're going to have to do different things when it comes to the inputs for your spiritual life, right? If the cookies that are coming out of the oven taste like crap, it's not the oven. That's the problem. It's your recipe that sucks. So change your recipe. Okay. That is number one, two, three, four, five. And that's number six. We got two more here. We're going to get back to the rest of this episode in just a moment. But first I had a question for you. Have you taken the 28 day on purpose husband challenge? The 28 day on purpose husband challenge is a challenge and devotional that I wrote six years ago for men and thousands of men have now gone through the 28 day on purpose husband challenge and have absolutely transformed their marriage. Every day comes with a devotional written specifically for you as a man to deepen your relationship with God and a challenge that you can do every single day to make your marriage even better. To go get your hands on a copy, head on over to ironsociety.co slash store and grab your book today. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rest of this episode. Number seven, guys who do not see the growth and the transformation and change in their life, they short circuit consistency. Oh man. Oh, this one, um, listen, it, it's very closely tied to the previous one, right? Because if you don't want to change your lifestyle, your, the results will never come. But the other problem is, is that some people are only willing to change their lifestyle for a short period of time. They're only willing to eat different, to read their Bible more frequently, to do different things in their marriage or to do different habits as a father for a period of time. And what I've noticed is, I mean, most people, they kind of, they're anywhere between the six and eight weeks. Sometimes we have the outliers of 12 weeks. If, if a man can maintain a different lifestyle for longer than 12 weeks, they will see all the results they ever want to see because after 12 weeks, it becomes so ingrained in your, in your mind and your lifestyle that the results are just going to come. But what most guys do is they short circuit their consistency. 
they're only able to be consistent for a couple weeks or a couple months. And as soon as you short circuit consistency, you are removing the variables that are going to cause the outcomes you want. And those outcomes that you want don't happen overnight. And this is part of, it goes back to the thing I mentioned a few minutes ago, you got to fall in love with the process. So don't short circuit your consistency. Okay. And here's a quote I also love, um, from a marathon coach named Jeff Cunningham. It, I'm telling you this, this quote is, is fire. And if you, if you can open a note in your phone or you you have a journal in front of you, write this thing down. Okay. Being consistently good over occasionally great, be consistently good over occasionally great. If you can be consistently good with your consistency and your good habits and your good rhythms and your new routines, you will get farther than the person that is occasionally great. Anybody can be a flash in the pan and get super excited and passionate about anything for a short period of time. But it takes somebody with a lot of consistency and a lot of discipline to continue to be consistently good. And I'm telling you, some people think you have to be consistently great to achieve the transformation you want or to see the growth that you want to see as a man of God, you do not need to be consistently great. You need to be consistently good because the man that is consistently good over the man that is occasionally great will always win. So do not short circuit your consistency. All right. And the last one And this one. Okay. Let me preface this with this. I'm going to preface this with telling everybody, I'll just be super upfront. We've mentioned it before to be a part of the iron society brotherhood. It is $77 a month. Okay. $77 a month. Now, some people hear that and they're like, Oh my God, money's so tight. There's no way I could ever afford it. Okay. I guarantee you could afford it. Okay. You're just probably not stewarding your money all that. Well, some people look at that. They don't, they don't, they don't even bat an eye. Right. I had one guy tell me yesterday after being in the Iron Society for just a few days, he's like, dude, I don't care if this is $77 or $497. I'm paying it because it's so valuable. But here's, here's the deal. When it comes to the guys that want to be in the Iron Society and don't end up being members or they're members for a very short time and then stop being members because they're like, I just can't afford it. I want to talk to you real quick about a poor versus a broke mindset. And, and I also want to preface this with, because we're, because we're talking about money and it's money is always a hot button issue. Okay. If money is a big struggle for you right now, just take a deep breath and hear what I'm going to say and try to judge it as softly as you can, because the moment if money gets brought up, you start getting defensive and you start putting all these walls up and you will, you don't understand my situation, dude. You don't know what I'm going through. Listen, I might not know exactly what you're going through, but I guarantee you that I've gone through it before. Okay. I've been the dude with my family at the grocery checkout line that had to put crap back because we did not have enough money in our account to pay for it. And our card had got declined. Okay. I've felt that pain. I have felt the pain of looking in our refrigerator and in our pantry and then our bank account and thinking, what are we going to be eating for dinner in two days? Because we ain't got no money and we ain't got no food. Okay. I've been there. So I'm, I'm not saying this from a place of I've never experienced it. I've experienced it a lot. 
but this poor versus broke mindset. Okay. They're two different. They are two completely different mindsets. First of all, poor versus broke has nothing to do with your bank account and everything to do with your mindset. Okay. Being broke. That means you don't have any money in the bank account. All right. And you got to figure out a way to make some friggin' money. You got to, you got to figure out to get a way to better yourself financially. And that's being broke. Being poor is a mindset. That is the, I don't have any money and I'm so, oh, things are so hard and oh, inflation, this and Joe Biden, this and oh, the government and blah, blah, blah. It's just this victim mindset and you just, oh, money's tight and the government's terrible and inflation's so bad and oh, I'm down here just trying to battle it out and poor old me. That is a poor mindset. Most people have poor mindsets as opposed to just being broke in their bank account. And that is one thing I'm telling you because it is rooted in a victim mindset. If you are broke, that's fixable. And if you're poor, that's fixable. But I'm telling you, you need to ask yourself the honest question about investing in yourself when it comes to the iron society or anything. Are you operating out of a broke bank account or a poor mindset? Because one of those areas you can get out of much more quickly than the other. When we were broke in our bank account, I could always figure out a way because I wasn't poor minded to find some money, to make some money, to get a side hustle going and make things happen. But if, if you are broke in your bank account and you have a poor mindset, you're just always going to think of yourself as a victim and poor old me. And oh my gosh, I can't make it. I wish oh, I just, I hope I hit the lottery one day because if it's not for that, I'm just never figuring a way out of this. That's a poor mindset. So, and guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there are guys that I get on calls with all the time and their marriage is falling apart and, um, they just don't see a way out. And I can, I can have two dudes that are in the exact same spot in life and parenting spiritually. One of them, they're both broke. Okay. Both of them, it's a stretch to pay the $77, but one of them is just broke. And the other one is poor. And they just, they, they go, it goes back to the first thing I mentioned fighting for your excuses. One of the guys fights for his excuses. The other guy figures it out because he knows that if he invests in himself and he doesn't fight for his excuses, he's going to be able to see his transformation. And this poor versus broke mindset, this bleeds into so many areas of our lives. And that's the reason I put it in here. It's not just a harp on money. And if you're don't, if you don't have much of it right now to beat you up, I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm trying to expose a mindset for you that I have seen cause a lot of men to not see the transformation and growth they want in their life. And I, I wanted to put, bring what oftentimes stays in the dark and bring it into the light so that it, it can be exposed and then fixed. So ask yourself the question, are you poor or are you broke? Two different things, but ultimately it's all rooted in victim mindset. And if you're, if you're sitting in a victim mindset, man, I love you. God loves you. But if you're just going to make yourself a victim, nothing's going to change. So real quick to go back over all seven real fast. So you don't have to go listen to all of this again, or maybe you do because I was dropping some nuggets in here for y'all. Okay. But first of all, 
people that do not see the transformation or change in the life as a man of God. These are the, these are the eight different things. They fight for their excuses, toe dipping syndrome. They play to, they play not to lose instead of playing to win. They don't take ownership. The goal is the goal and not the process. They want different results with the same lifestyle. They short circuit their consistency and a poor versus a broke mindset. So ask yourself the question, which, which one of these or which ones of these, because it's very rare. It's only one. So ask yourself, which one or which ones of these do you need to take to the Lord and do some business with? Which one of these do you need to drag out of the darkness of the closet and expose it into the light and take ownership over it so that you can actually see the transformation and growth in your life that you want to see? I'm telling you, if you do this, and it's not a fun process, it is not a fun process because it's looking at all the things and calling them what they are that have been holding you back from becoming the man that God has called you to be, from the husband God wants you to be, from the daddy that he wants you to be, and ultimately to win and dominate in life as a man of God. Ask yourself these questions, sit in the discomfort of what it reveals to you, and then take some freaking action with changing things. All right? I love you guys. I want the best for you. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, one thing before you go, if you got any value out of today's episode, we would so appreciate a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast, as well as, hey, take a picture with your phone of you listening, take a screenshot and post it to social media. Go ahead and tag me at Cody Chapman, and you can tag Nick as well at the Nick Milligan. Also, if you want to learn more about the Iron Society, you can head on over to ironsociety.co to learn more. We'll see you next week.